0: Hey Kip Nation, how are you today? I pray that you are having a productive and fruitful month of February. I pray that uh, you are using this time wisely. Uh, Time is moving quickly. We're almost halfway through the month of February, almost into March. And uh, I pray that you just use your time deliberately and intentionally to draw closer to God and to put yourself in a predicament or in a place where God can use you in the earth according to his mandates and his will for your specific life. I also want to stop and take a minute to uh, pray for the victims of uh, the earthquake in both Syria and Turkey. Uh, I want to pray for their uh, recovery and expeditious recovery in the name of Jesus. I, I, I pray right now, Lord God, for healing for those who've lost loved ones in the earthquake lord god i i pray right now lord god that you would send medical aid from around the world i pray lord god that there would be financial aid sent from around the world i pray that basic uh, resources lord god of light and heat water those things that make for necessity of life would be restored to that area i pray that uh cities or areas that have been affected, Lord God, can be uh, rebuilt. I pray, Lord God, for uh, just uh, the people of Turkey and the people of Syria, Lord God, coming together to aid one another, Lord God. I I pray right now, Lord God, that there would be no barriers, no hindrances, no distractions, no uh, uh, bitter positions, Lord God, that keep, Lord God, people from being... Uh, the kind of neighbors that they ought to be and I, I pray today lord god for this country these countries as a whole that you would restore that you would heal that you would deliver that lord god whatever they're going through even the trauma the after trauma of uh an earthquake lord god that you would heal the hearts and minds and souls of the people of both of these countries you would rebuild these countries lord god restore the wasteland And make this place, Lord God, a place of your glory. And God, we bless you and we honor you in all things that pertain to life and godliness. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So I've been talking over the last few days uh, or last few podcasts about uh, my book that came out last uh, June, uh, "Press Into the Power a journey to healing and breakthrough i've shared with you on several occasions that this book is accessible on uh, barnes and nobles accessible on amazon.com and all of these are digital platforms so barnesandnobles.com amazon.com Cokesbury press westbow press um and there are other uh christian book distributors there are other places online that you can pick up the book, but all you have to do is Google it, uh, Press Into the Power by Derek L. Calhoun, and you'll be able to get the book if you are interested. I have been sharing uh, from the first uh, few chapters, and I'm picking up uh, on chapter three. This will probably be the last one that I'll do on the book for a bit. Um, Again, these are just tasters. It's just kind of give you an insight to what kind of Uh, literary contribution that God has used me to write. Uh, I know it will benefit the body of Christ. I know it will benefit those who are not in the body of Christ. Uh, But I think it has a uh, duality of purpose in terms of being able to touch those who are saved and unsaved and that there's something in this book for everyone. I particularly want to recommend it for church Bible studies or church study groups or conferences or any of those kinds of things where you bring groups of people together and you want to elevate their thinking and elevate their their spiritual posture, this book has all of the elements necessary to have invaluable discussion from chapter to chapter. Each chapter brings a different issue to light and it gives us a place, a, a platform to at least to start. To reevaluate our lives, to reevaluate our friendships, to reevaluate our networks, reevaluate our call, to reevaluate our purpose, and to reevaluate most of all our relationship with God. So, today I'm just going to read a little bit more. Um, I, I talk in this chapter, this is chapter three, and literally we're talking about the intersect. It's called the intersect, and it deals with the common denominator of time. And we realize the value of time as it relates to God and the value of time as it relates to the enemy. And both the development of our faith and technology require time. So if I'm going to get close to God, if I'm going to do the things that God has called me to do, it's intentionally going to take a, a, a lot of my time A lot of the time that he's given us is probably a better way to state it, to get those things done. But on the other hand, there are time stealers. And I talked about this and I made it a point of saying that I'm not against the Internet. I'm not against the digital platforms. I know there are positive things and negative things on these platforms. That's not what I'm against. I'm not over and against anything, a matter of fact. What I'm really getting at though, the point that I want to drive home is that we understand this one simple thing that when you get caught up on the internet, it can begin to take large portions of your time and anything that takes large portions of your time can become competition to God, can become a mini idol. If you can't separate yourself from your phone, but you can easily separate yourself from God. If you can't live without your phone and and being on it, but you can live without God, there's a problem. There's a problem. You can stay on your cell phone looking at videos or whatever it is that you're looking at for hours, but we can't go to church for a couple of hours or an hour and a half or an hour. There's a disparity here that needs to be dealt with and you need to search within yourself. And I know some people are saying, well, I, that's because I love being on my phone. I grew up on my phone and and yada, yada, yada. I get it. I get it. But you also have to understand that your phone can't save you when you have a heart attack or if you should, and I'm not wishing that on you or, or any kind of sickness or illness or uh, debilitating disease or debilitating disease or anything that's going on in your life that can be considered disastrous or or you know a, a problem a situation, a circumstance, a, a conundrum, any, anything that impacts your life in a negative way, I dare you to call in your phone because your phone cannot save you. Your phone cannot help you. But, and when I say that, I'm talking about all these platforms with the jokes and the laughter and the obscene behavior and whatever else you might be watching. And maybe you're not watching those kinds of things, but we have to deliberately monitor the amount of time we spend on our phones in the digital realm and not in the earth realm dealing with spiritual things. So take it for what it's worth. If you're going to pursue God in the kingdom, You have to establish boundaries. a matter of fact, you have to establish protocols. And I always talk about protocols in light of being the framework of life. So the established systems in life. There are certain systems that we have in life. There are systems in our body that work a certain way. And then there are processes that uh, each of the organs work. But there are systems the way our our body is, is designed. The earth is designed with systems and I'm not going to get into that today because that's not the the really where I want to go. You can read the book yourself. But but what I want to get at is that we have to have a deliberate system to get from point A to point B. And the system is the framework for our life. But then we have to have certain processes. These are the things that I call the canvas of life. You have a frame and you have a canvas. And when you allow God to use you properly, he will take these systems and develop processes in you that will render a beautiful tapestry of canvas of art, uh, because that's who God is. He will paint a picture using your life to bless people, not only in your neighborhood or in your church, but around the world. And so we have to be clear that we can't fly by night. We can't fly by the seat of our pants. And this is not just applicable to what we might call spiritual things, because spiritual things start with natural, first natural, then spiritual. It's even when we're talking about raising our children. And I'm just going to share some things that uh, were a part of my life growing up that may help give you some ideas of some things that have to be done because in this setting now that we currently live in, and I was a former teacher and a former dean, but you can't put the entire measure of raising your children, of giving your children uh, boundaries and and morality and uh, teaching them everything that there is to be taught in the school system. There has to be if you will, a school system at home. There has to be a village at home that begins to inspire, to encourage, to build, to edify uh, your child so that your child can grow up with balance in life, but your child needs to understand life. See, there was a lot of things that my parents taught me when I was younger I did not understand. a matter of fact, there are a lot of things that I thought at the time was nonsensical. They were being hard or irrational. But as you get older, you begin to process their reality and process it with your current reality. And you begin to understand that had not my parents did for me or done for me what they did uh, 40, 30 years ago, then I would not be where I am today. So we have to be clear that we cannot always see the value of successful uh, protocols and successful processes and procedures that our parents put in our life, in our youth. But as we get older, we begin to mature, we begin to utilize the tools that they placed in our toolbox, because that's all parenting is, is essentially, and you're drilling it down to its essence, is putting twos in the toolbox of your children, making sure that they are prepared for the world that they are about to live in. All right. So um, I talk about this in light of your faith, because when proper protocols are put in, it helps you to translate these things into your faith. So let me just read this. I'm not going to read a lot today, but I just want you to hear this story and make the connection, and if you make the connection today, I'm blessed. Your children will be blessed. Your children's children will be blessed, but do not be afraid to be the kind of parent that sets up boundaries that assist your child in being successful before they know that they need to be successful, all right? So here we go. My parents had protocols concerning my sister and me, since I was 6 years old, 6 years older than my sister, I will speak from my vantage point. When I came home from elementary school, I had to remove my clothes, my school clothes, and immediately start my homework. I changed because we did not have a lot of money and I had to take care of the clothes that I had. After or during the homework process, my mother would give me a snack. After eating the snack, I would sometimes do extra math. I had to read to her out loud every day. She expected me to pause at commas, stop at periods, and to show excitement if there was an exclamation point. I would get so angry. Tears would stream down my face. I wanted to go outside and play with my friends. And she said with emphasis, boy, I'm trying to help you be something someday. She was teaching me how to press in but I was too young to understand these protocols aided me in my personal development and in my relationship with God. In life, there are certain things you have to develop, such as routines, schedules, or protocols in order to be productive. We cannot fly by the seat of our pants. We cannot fly by night with our eyes closed and expect the best. There is a certain amount of discipline required to pursue a long-term relationship with God. There will be times when you have to press into his presence to obtain his power. We all encounter this passion of pursuit in different ways, but it is hardwired into our human DNA. During this process, I was prone to self-sabotage which will always result in either delay or demise. As a result, I wanted to stop reading and I wanted out of my mother's regiment. I just thought it was too, it was over the top. I thought it was too much. Nevertheless, she knew it would produce an excellent outcome and she had a fierce determination that outweighed my attitude and my tears. My mother's influence and grit helped me to get over the hurdle of self. In order to break out of the shackles of your past and change your present plight in life, you're going to have to put up a fight. It is two in the morning, but I will not stop until God gets the glory. I am pressing in. I am on a theological dissertation committee and I have a 5 a.m. conference call. My mind says to sleep, but my spirit says to write. The spirit will always defeat the flesh but we have a role as well. We must fight our old nature to cooperate with God's will for our lives. We have to press in. No matter what the obstacles are that stand in our way or stand in front of us, we must learn to press in. And that's just a little taste of uh, what was written in my book, but it, it speaks to today and it speaks to the kinds of, Uh, constructs that have to be put in place in all of our families. I work with my granddaughter now, Uh, give her homework on top of the homework if she has homework from school. But um, the, the point of the matter is making sure that we put tools in our children's toolbox is essential because these same tools come in handy as we're developing our relationships with God that stick to that consistency, that diligence, that ability to endure, that ability to long suffer. We have to put these things in our children and we have to demand those things of ourselves so that they have an example to look at, then to see the power of using time correctly. Time is the greatest commodity in the world, but it must be utilized with the future in mind and in heart. Hey, you have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. Again, pray for the people in Syria and Turkey. If you have means, sin, uh, and no way to get uh, finances or whatever it may need, medical supplies to that region of the world. Please do so. If not, please pray. Please lift them up every night. Think about it if it was your family and be considerate because other people are going through while you're laying in your comfortable bed. I love you and remember what I told you, go and influence the nations. God bless.